Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. Two guests. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. This week, a returning guest and a returning co-host, uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know how we can phrase this, but Patrick Rohn is back for his um, record-setting fourth appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What's up with that? 
Uh, you're, I mean, like my, you're like my go-to. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Patrick no, is the only it, person left who wants to talk to it's you. It's true. No, but but the thing is, is that we like before we hang up from our last one, we schedule the next one almost yep. all the time. Yep. So we're like that's it, how that happens. Yeah, and people love. I mean, the people that are listening to the show, which you know, Schechter will say all four of them. I've, I, you know, but <laughs> the show. I I would not credit four people with listening to the show. That's not fair. <laughs> so they're loving it. So they're loving our conversation. Michael Schechter is with us. You know, at, uh, my former uh, co-host with me on, on Mike's on Mike slash Work Flowing, and now just you know, um, surviving. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm barely getting by, but I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but we wanted to get the three of us together to talk about. Um, and actually, this is funny because this is going to air um, as I'm heading down to. Um, I'll be in San Francisco. Like it's, it's, I'll be on a flight to San Francisco as this kind of goes live um, oh, nice. for, the, for the Dad Summit, Dad 2.0. So I was supposed to go last. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool. Uh, it's it's Dad Two Zero Summit dot com. So it's not it's not enough to like just be a dad. You got to be a dad two point oh. You got to be a dad two point oh. You got they're having a wicked Lego party on the Friday night. <laughs> That's actually kind of awesome. At the that Lucas, it's awesome. a it's a Lucasfilm Lego party too. <laughs> this is actually getting better by the moment. I know. My, I know. my interest is growing. <laughs> but uh, so we got two fellow fathers on the podcast. But that's not why they're here. We there's been in past episodes, uh, Patrick and I've been chatting and and. Schechter's been probably waiting in the wings, just wanting to say stuff. Chomping at the bit. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it, it, but, wait, wait, are, are we going to talk about what we're drinking first before we get should, into We should. We should. You're right. You're right. See, I'm not used to this. I like, like traditions. Uh, yeah. Right? But, so, Patrick, what you, uh, we're, this is an old, by the way, for those of you who didn't listen to the old podcast, um, although I'm assuming that the three of you that are listening did, uh, we, <laughs> on Mike's on Mike's and Work Flowing, we would have a segment called What Are You Drinking? And it would be uh, a beverage, uh, normally of the alcoholic variety. Uh, yes. That you would you, we would each have, and we're gonna bring that back for this particular episode. So, Patrick, what you drinking? Uh, Lift Bridge uh, out of uh, Stillwater, Minnesota, uh, local brand. Um, their farm girl saison mm. um, ale brewed with orange peel. It's excellent. I highly recommend it. Is it like the so it's it's basically like a good fall winter type of beer? Can it? Yeah, yeah, just you know, good, just a good old saison. It just doesn't get too much uh, more traditional than that. And uh, Liftbridge is one of uh, one of the three or four hundred uh, craft breweries that seem to have opened uh, in the past five years uh, here. Um, and uh, amongst them, they are pretty good. Awesome. And uh, Mr. Schechter, is it Steam Whistle? It is not Steam Whistle. I have myself uh, an Evil Twin Brewing Imperial Biscotti Break, a really good stout. It's got uh, coffee beans kind of brewed with it. Also, they actually brew it, I believe, with biscotti. Um, the Evil Twin's a, sort of a gypsy brewer, a nomadic brewer, and makes really, really wonderful beers. It's, I think, a little too cold right now, but as it warms up, I'm going to be a very happy camper. As for, me, you? as for me, I am uh, uh, drinking, appropriately enough, The Men's Room. Uh, by Elysian. Uh, it's original red. Now, I only had a couple of these left from the Super Bowl party. I figured we might as well get rid of the Elysian stuff that I have uh, mm. before it's no longer actually Elysian <laughs> stuff. Um, what I find, Actually, there's been quite the run on the loser beer that Elysian used to make because the, the slogan was cor- because corporate beer sucks. And for those of you who don't know, Elysian was bought by Anheuser-Busch. 
<laughs> oh, that's very funny. And then Anheuser Busch proceeded to, to run a commercial that basically crapped all over their beer. Exactly. So, that, during, uh, during the Super Bowl. No during less. the Super Bowl. No less. So I figured this is yeah. an appropriate. I, I, guess, I guess the connection between InBev and Budweiser and some of their more crafty brewers are uh, maybe there's maybe a little church and state going on there. Yeah, I think it was yeah, a crafty sure. thing for them to buy those those microbrewers. But I mean, Elysian uh, out of Seattle, great brewery. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with their stuff. Probably keep doing the same thing, but it'll just be. No longer craft beer, beer, beer uh, brewery rather. So, but let's dive into some of the stuff that we want to talk about because this this episode is going to be a little bit longer than the usual half hour. I have a feeling. Have yeah, a feeling. because I'm wordy, and I mean, honestly, it, it, your beer. You know, Vardy, you when we did the podcast together, you were always like king of the cheesy sort of uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The lead-ins, the. Yep. Uh, the segues, that's the word I'm looking yep. for. And see, I haven't podcasted in a while. My vocabulary is uh, very rusty. <laughs> but, um, you know, I wanted to touch base on sort of that corporate versus indie thing. Um, there, you know, the beauty of podcasting is you can kind of listen and then, you know, yell at the people who are podcasting, you know, much to the confusion of people around you when you're on the subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the benefit of knowing you guys is when I want to yell, I can actually go, hey, hey, guys, can we get together so I can yell? <laughs> <laughs> and you're crazy enough to let me do that. Mm-hmm. But, sure, uh, let's yell. One, two, three. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where I was listening to you guys talk, particularly about the education stuff uh, Mm. on not the last podcast, but two podcasts ago. Vardy will put it in the show notes. He's very diligent. (laughs) Um, And it it really was something I was like, okay, I just need to talk, especially to Patrick, about this stuff. Because you and I, I, I think when it came to school, when I was hearing you talk about school, a lot of similarity, although I'm less intelligent than you. it was I was equally bored, but I was bored because I didn't want to read the book, not because I had already read four books just like it. Um, and I definitely, for a long time in life, had that desire to like, well, look, if I have a better way to do it and I want to you know, read the book I want to read, and I was that guy, like I, I don't want to read, you know um, – Art of War, I want to read on the road, and I'm going to just read on the road. You know, it, it had massive negative consequences for me. And hmm. it's one of those things where, you know, you were really saying like, okay, you know, if, if I want to have this education, I want to do this education on my own, I should have been able to do that. And this is I, – I don't know what grade that was. I don't know what particular teacher it was, which would obviously play a big role in the particular story. But I thought the idea of like – no matter what you're doing, be it you're indie, be it you're in school, be it you know you work in a corporation like I do, there are certain things that you just have to do. There are there are have to do's in it, and I, I I've always fought against the have to do stuff. And as I've gotten older, and especially now that I'm working, you know, in a pretty big corporation, there's a fair amount of have to do's that I've had to get better at. And I wonder, like, even going all the way back to school, like, is it a good thing to let somebody have that much flexibility to not? Prepare them for the aspects of the world where it's like, yeah, I understand that you're really bored. I understand that that's the thing that you don't want to do, but you're just going to have to get to do it. And I, I know I just dumped a lot on that, but I kind of wanted to frame it before we, we, we dove in. Okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> sure, there are going to be those things that you quote-unquote have to do. I'm, I'm just going to leave that there because, uh, as you know, I'm not one of those people that believes that you know, everything, I believe that everything is a choice and there are those things that you, that you choose to do, not necessarily because you want to do them, but because you feel compelled to do them. Okay. Sure. There are those things. Um, I think my larger point was that 
that we run a great risk um, when we treat everyone as and, and equals not the not you know but when we decide that okay everybody learns exactly the same way mm. everybody you know processes things exactly the same way right and especially in those areas with things that are subjective um you know versus objective um you know i i think there's this push and this need to to want to standardize that some way to create some sort of some sort of benchmark um and you know i i get why education has to work that way to a certain point and i get why some things you know can fall into that category i mean come on you can't argue with two plus two equals four right um you know that's it 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 just is right (laughs) you know but um you know especially in the in the liberal arts um you know art and you know uh, writing and reading and the humanities, you know, and that sort of thing. Even conventional business. Yeah, well, and in... You know, you at know, this point, that's been turned on its ear, too. Right, exactly. You know, I, I think that that there's, you know, a million shades of gray. <laughs> and, and to try to standardize that in some way or set some sort of benchmark um, is, is rife with problems. Right. It definitely is, but on the flip side of that too, you know, my wife's an English teacher, an eighth grade English teacher. You know, was humanities now. I'd say I, I never know if it's humanities or English, but you know, it's she English. teaches one. She's just one of those. We've been married nine plus years. I should know this, but mm-hmm. you know, it is very different than when you know I was in school, where everyone in the class would read one book. You'd talk about that one book, and and I think there's actually a lot of benefit to that. I, I mm-hmm. think now, you know, it is more of an open library. You need to make sure you get your reading time in. It is more about getting students excited about books, but. It's also really, really difficult to scale. I mean, mm-hmm. especially from the standpoint of a teacher. I mean, you know, my wife is expected to know so many more books than I think the average teacher would have. You know, and, and she's teaching two classes of 30 kids. It's 60 kids. Obviously, the kids are learning at different levels. Obviously, you need to, you know, really work in and make sure that you're giving everyone the nurture they can. But it's also really, really difficult to say, let's have one teacher managing 60 different processes at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that to me is, you know, sort of the thing that catches my interest is that, that that difference between, okay, yeah, this part of it needs to be standardized, this part of it has to be done, and this part of it is where you want to be done. And I think I was really lucky on that front where very early on I had a couple of English teachers who realized like I was going to be that pain in the rear who if I didn't like the homework, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> and, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think, But I think you're a little different than me. I think in that case – your chaos – I think you and I are both somewhat chaotic creatures. I think your chaos tends to produce more. So like if you were saying, you know what, screw it, I'm going to go do my own thing, you're going to go make something where if I said, screw it, I'm not going to do it, I'm just going to go slack off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, and I think that's the big difference for me. And that's what, kind of the one where I was like, no, I think you got to preach caution here. It's, okay, what did you do when you decided not to do what everyone else was doing? Did you go and make something? Did you go and do something or – did you go down a really, really bad path? Do you, and, and, 
Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no finish your point. I, I, just, I, have a, I have a verbiage thing I want to get to, but go ahead. Yeah, and, and to me, I had those teachers who were like, look, you're clearly not going to want to read Pride and Prejudice, but go read on the road. You know, Fall in love with literature, but also understand that there are certain things in life Mm-hmm. that you're going to have to do to do the things that you want to do. And I, I agree with you. It's always a choice, you know, to circle back to that because you and I have definitely talked the choice thing. I 100% agree with you. But I also believe that there are a lot of things that I wouldn't want to do that I have to do to accomplish what I've chosen to do. Hmm. So here's my question. And, and you keep throwing the word have out there, have to, have to, have to. Um and when I hear the word, you know, the, and this is this is related for sure. When I hear the, you know, have to, I have to do this, I rebel immediately, because it's like it's not, it's it almost like that's the beginning and the end of the conversation. Why do you have, we have to? But need to changes the the conversation for me a little bit. We need to study Pride and Prejudice because there are certain elements that are this. But when you have to, it's almost. Um, the benefits aren't as apparent, right? Like ha- they're almost too focused on the on the connotation of, well, I have to, well, forget that noise. But need is almost like if you do this, this, this is a need. This is something you need to do because then, then it that, that to me I think makes a world of difference because I know that my daughter who's in a 4-5 split class right now, I mean when she hears, you know, well, you have to read this, immediately there's a wall that goes up. But when you mm-hmm. say, well, you need to read – this because it will teach you about this or it talks about this or whatever. It changes the conversation of it. Does, do, mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts on that, guys. Uh, so coming from more of the corporate side and, and maybe to take it away from kids in school and bring sure, more sure. to like either, the things I do every day because I can talk to it with more authority, I think. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I see what you're saying and I agree that there should never be a have-to that you're stuck with for forever. But I think if you leave the lens at need, Every day, in and out, there are things that should have already been decided and been automated that you're going to drive yourself crazy with. And I think saying this is the way we have to do it, but also then leaving room to regularly assess how you have to do things is at least for me when you have so many things that you're doing, a better way to go about it because – so you need you, to cut and you need to cut and dry. Like you don't it, – it's basically the – like to me that still just sounds like it's – this is how it has to be done. You're like – I mean it, it ends the conversation. So you need that. But, but honestly, I'll be honest. On a Wednesday when a package needs to go out, I'd like it to be that way. But on Friday after the packages have gone out, can we have a quick conversation about how the packages go out? I think it's a much better way to approach it. Mm. And look, I, I come from a much – this isn't to say like what I do is far more important. I come from a world of larger scale. I come from a world where you know, 10,000 packages could go through a door in a day, 90,000 units could go in one shipment. And when you're trying to get to that level, you have to have a level of things that are decided. And that doesn't mean that anything is written in permanent marker. But it does mean that in the middle of the afternoon, it's not a good time to argue about the process. And that's maybe the, just the distinction is – when I think about have to, I don't see it with the level of permanence that I think you do. I think hey, this is how you have to do it because that's how we've decided today. And Vardy, I know you're scaling your business right now. And if everything was a combination, a conversation about how to scale, what do we do this? How do we do that? And there's a lot of those. But if it was everything, every day, you would go insane and you wouldn't get anything done. Eventually, you have to go, this is the way I'm going to do it. And you know what? Let's have a, a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting or a quarterly meeting, depending upon what makes sense, to say, What's driving us crazy? And fix that. 
I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm off base, but that was the part of it where I agree with the, everything's a choice. I really do. I believe it in my bones, but I also believe there's a lot of things I probably wouldn't choose to do, but that I, I kind of want to do or need to do or have to do, whatever you want to call it, in the service of the thing that I believe in. Mm-hmm. Especially as you get bigger, especially as you grow, you know, I mean, especially as you go beyond yourself. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is you know, I'm not just making decisions for me that I have total control over. I have people that, and this this will be an interesting one later on that I, I work for, that I work with, that work with me. You know, it's it, there are so many different levels of that that it's really hard to constantly be assessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, decisions need to be made quickly, and there's a lot, a lot more variables to take into account. And that happened when I worked at Costco too. You couldn't sit and assess and assess and assess. You had to you had to literally take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why I got out of it. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. And, <laughs> I was. It was funny you say that because I'm sitting here. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, another reason why I'm so glad I work for me mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I don't could. Have to I could worry about I, these things. You know what? I can't work for anybody anymore at this point. Like no, in terms I'm, of that, I'm, I'm but, unemployable at this point. Yes. Yeah, and it's funny. I, I've surprisingly come to find myself employable and it, it's not that I don't have the desire sometimes to have that freedom that you guys have. It's just, I, I also enjoy a lot of the benefits of the other side of man, you know, Vardy, if you want to do something massive, you, you know how much infrastructure you'd have to build and how much you have to scale up. Whereas I have the advantage of, you know, we're over 3000 people at our company. We have tons of different specialties, tons of different, different expertises, tons of platforms and processes that already exist that could be plugged into something. And, don't get me wrong. Sometimes the headaches make me want to bash my head against a desk, but the possibilities of that day in, day out are worth that balance to me. Right. And I, I think, you know, you go all the way back to the version of me who was a kid who if I didn't want to do the homework and I wouldn't do it, I carried a lot of that into my early career. And it mm. really held me back because I didn't have a healthy relationship with the fact that Based on the choices I made, there were things that I was going to have to do. And I would imagine if I really asked both of you, you've made very clear choices about what, what, what you want to do. But there's also probably a fair amount of have to. I would imagine neither one of you particularly enjoys paying your taxes, even if you significantly enjoy what you're paying your taxes for now. Who says I pay my taxes? No, I'm just kidding. It's a fair <laughs> point. Who said Vardy made any money? <laughs> now that I'm incorporated, I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's the uh, – uh, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I get a paycheck from the S-Corp that my wife and I own. Right. Yeah. There's a, um, and so, yeah, we pay our taxes, I suppose, on our joint stuff, but so much of our, yeah, it gets crazy complicated once you have a business of your own. And that's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. With great freedom comes great responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's the thing that I think, you know, um, no, I, I, I think that there's a whole host of people that not only, wouldn't want the quote unquote freedom that we have, but wouldn't, you know, but uh, would want the freedom without, but would not like, they want to get to where you are now without having to do everything you did to get there. Well, (laughs) but also also all the, all the things I have to do to maintain it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, 
in order in order to be a business of one or even a business of two, if it's like you and your wife or whatever, but you know, is that you have to be good at all of the things involved with the actual day-to-day running of a business, and you have to be good at that thing that's actually bringing in the money for the business. And then, and then, when you decide that you've grown enough that you need to offload some of the stuff that you're you're able to do, letting go of that stuff is also a challenge. So you could well, say, you know what I mean. So then that scale, and, and then managing the people, exactly. the things that you because that stuff doesn't you can't completely let go of it because mm-hmm. it's part of your business, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, don't even get me started on on how much time I spend every week on just the administration of business tasks that, that, um, that paul graham post makers and managers thing that that essay mm-hmm. he wrote is gets more and more prevalent every day as you grow your business like it yeah. just does because you look at it and you're like okay i'm a maker and a manager i need to be able to sh- and scott belsky's book making ideas happen is another oh one. yeah that's great you great know because it, it does it, it's one of those ones where you're like okay i need to be in this mode i need to be in this mode um, you have to be able to do that because, uh, and I'm, like you said, Shaq, I mean, you've got people in your business where you're like, I need to get this done. Who's in charge of this area? I know I can hand this off and they specialize in that. Initially in, in the phases that we're in. I chill for, for that in some <laughs> It's like serious. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, the, the truth of the matter is, is you're like, don't get me wrong. I, I trade off way more freedom than you guys have, but I have the benefit of. A security, massive security, infrastructure and security. For, no, t- t- yes, fine, but take security out of it for a second, mm-hmm. because that—that's what security. No, I'm not just talking about that's security. That's huge. I'm not, I, I, I'm not talking about you, the security of like the job, but security of, of of the fact, like maybe comfort and security, like the, to know that if, if something wasn't going to happen, you'd be able to go, okay, well, I can go to this person or that person. So that that level of security. Yeah, as well. but, but on the flip side, there's the other security of if they're not happy with me tomorrow, they could throw me out or they could shut down our division. I mean, we 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 have friends who right now are going through that very situation. Yes. You know, it's. Yep. It's all a trade-off, but at the end of the day, it's just one of those ones where I, I think it is very easy to say, oh, you made these choices and all these things you have to do. But I think even in what you guys do, especially as you – I think you're both at that level where it probably is getting close to growing beyond you and, and your significant other. Mm-hmm. Party, I, know, I know you're actively doing that. Yeah. Patrick, I, I, you and I don't you know, necessarily chat this much about our, our, the inside of businesses, but like I'd imagine the scale of what you do could probably use help from other humans. Well, and, and luckily, the scale of what I do gets help from other humans, mainly my wife, who mm-hmm. who handles uh, most of the bookkeeping, you know, kind of side of the business. Same with my wife. And, and this is where it gets to the point where, which actually is a nice transition to the whole, like, the yes-no thing. Because then you get to the point where you're like, what am I willing to do versus what am I not willing to do in terms of growth, scale, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you're working on your book. You're working on that book right now, and you're like yeah, you're turning exactly. everything else away. And you could, well, you could actually just... no. That's oh. the problem. <laughs> and the problem is I haven't been turning. Well, I mean, I've been turning some things away. But you but, need them. Yep. But yeah. it, it just so happens that this ended up being a particularly busy time of the year mm-hmm. for a couple of my clients who took advantage of year end, year end money that was available for technology purposes and they wanted to take advantage of those of the tax savings involved in buying it in December versus you know buying it in January um and so 
Yeah, um, I got, I got two a, clients. I got a swath of clo- uh, coaching calls near the end of the year, like at that time, this time of year too, that I didn't. Right, exactly. And yeah. I've got two clients that literally replaced every Mac they had. Wow. Um, and, and like. And other infrastructure things, uh, you know, one has this AV system that they purchased, like, you know, an unbelievably expensive AV system that, you know, of course, the AV guys, it, it keeps crashing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and the AV guys are blaming you on the Mac Mini, of course, and I'm like, <laughs> you, you mean your AV system can't handle, I don't know. A simple <laughs> HDMI output. I mean, this is not like it's got some sort of encryption. Oh, show me the documentation for that, please. Oh, don't even get me started. But given the choice, PC weenies. Given the choice, you'd just rather be writing your book right now. I would rather be writing my book and not arguing with effing AV guys <laughs> who are PC <laughs> fanboys. But Patrick, what do you tell us how you really feel? Okay, but but, but, but but hold on. And it's taking up a lot of time. Yeah, isn't but isn't this the grown up version of having to read the book in class? Yes, this is. But but but, and 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 the truth is is that that's where the have turns into the need, right? Like Patrick, you don't. I mean, if you change it to the word need, then it it changes the conversation. Where so I have to. It's you know what I mean. It changes it. I think. Well, and and you know, I mean, here's the here's the thing, right? It's my. This is definitely an area that is my choice. I could very easily say, "Look, I've done my job. My stuff works. There doesn't. Theirs doesn't. They have to figure this out for you." And I'm, you know, I've said what I've had to say, and I'm done with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, to be honest with you, the client would completely get that, right? I mean, this is not a client that I have like some, you know, it's not like some brand new client. I have a very long standing relationship with them and they, you know, it's not like I wouldn't get their business again. They'd be, you know, they wouldn't count it as my fault. They too see it as the problem with the system that they bought, you know? So the fact is, is that I could walk away from this at any time I, I chose to, but I'm choosing not to. And the reason I'm choosing not to is because, well, uh, I'm a nice guy, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that, that for me, for me, the reason I, I do that to begin with is not the money is nice. Don't get me wrong, but I, I genuinely like to help people. And I mean, it's not just like about, you know, the titles of books I write. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I like really enjoy doing that. And I wouldn't be able to sleep with myself at night if I were to just write this off and not lend him a hand and trying to get this figured out and that be a part of the solution. And I also would, um, it, you know, it's fun for me. I mean, it really is. I do have a good time, uh, you know, proving idiots wrong. Um, um, it, I'm it sorry. Is, no, it is I have a good fulfilling. time solving problems. Is is what I have a good time doing. Yes, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, this is certainly a case where I am I am making a choice. The difference, I think, being is that I don't have some boss saying, "No, you got to do this." Yeah, yeah. Well, you 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 do. It's yourself. Yeah. Well, it's myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But but the truth of the matter is, is, I have a boss who will definitely say, "You know, go do this from time to time." But I also have the benefit of. I've chosen to be in a place where I do have bosses. They do have priorities. Those priorities don't always match mine exactly, and sometimes I have to make changes against that. But I also have a level of autonomy, and I would tell you it's probably 
it plays out very differently, but it sounds like a very similar level of autonomy to what you have with your clients. That at the end of the day, you did make a choice to work with them. You do want to do your job with a level of pride. You want to go home. You want to feel good about what you did at the end of the day. And you know you're doing it for them. I'm sure there have been decisions your clients made that you didn't necessarily agree with that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you service them. And Buying a just-dive $20,000 AP system being one of them, but yeah. Yeah, well, 100%. But uh, you know, it is one of those things where I, I do think that whether you're independent or whether you're corporate, that's always going to be part of the reality. You're always going to have to do that fair share of homework and getting good at being able to do that and not be miserable, You know, not losing your mind when you're having to do something that you don't want to do. And I'm not saying you do, I, I think that, but I think that is something common that I see amongst people that I know that I work with where it's like, oh man, there's all this stuff I really want to do and there's all this stuff I can't. That's in the way of me doing it. Some of it, you're right. Some of it is really looking at it and going, okay, I I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that. The other part of it is sometimes going, like you said, December is when they get these tax breaks. I'm going to be getting a lot of these things. It's going to be a hectic time, but I'm going to get through that time so that I can keep serving what I want to do. And and that's why, like, Vardy, you know, the have to, need to, you know me. I'm not so precious with the words. It's more about how you you internalize it. (laughs) But – Whatever it is, it's like, okay, I, I've just got to get through that season and I know maybe I'm not going to achieve everything I wanted, but long term, I'm getting where I want to go. And I think for me at least, you know, being on the corporate side, especially being in a large corporation, like you can't turn the Titanic around on a dime. It takes time to make change. It takes time to make decisions. And that can be insanely frustrating, but it can also be wildly fulfilling when you do get something where you want it to go or you do make that progress. You know, it's I don't know. They both had their ups and downs. And when I heard you guys talking about it, it felt a little binary to me. So I just wanted to jump in and yell. You know what? I figured this I figured this as we're talking about this. When I look at my calendar, I see the things that I both have to do and want to do on it. If I started throwing everything that I have to do or need to do on my calendar, I would hate my calendar a whole lot more, which is why I don't use Hmm. the calendar for my tasks. As we segue into another <laughs> discussion, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just—I'm not even going to. I think I think we've already well, well we've well that. worn that. No, I know that's uh, well—that's a well worn. Now, now Mike's paying me back for all the times I've I've gotten these little digs in over the times I've been on the show or or, uh, or on Twitter, like the occasional like Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the trolling I do to him on. Look on at what Twitter, Cal Newport yeah. said. Look at what this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, 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 I'm so excited! I get to do this to you guys, and I never get to do this to anybody. I, I got a notebook, and I get to talk to you guys about what? it. What? Oh, I got a notebook. Oh, I got did the. You uh, did, I, you I got the to, did you have to get it, or did you want to get it? Well, I, I wanted. You know, I've been a big uh, yep. Dave Say Emergent Task Planner. Fan, right, right, right. So right. I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was very, very excited about the World Dominator that came out from the guys at New Year and, oh, and got my copy. So it sent you got yours. I haven't got mine I got, yet. I got mine this week, and and I have started using it. I really, really like it. There, yeah. Is your one, world properly dominated now? <laughs> You know, I, I'm a fan of things that help me dominate my world. You know, my, my head is pulled in a million places, and I, I've always looked at the ETP as something that helped me kind of pull it together. And as yeah. my role has grown and I need to think in terms of weeks more than in terms of days, it's been a nice shift for me. I didn't love some of the weak stuff I, I, I've seen out there. This was – I think it's a very interesting one and a very flexible one. So I was like, oh, I get to talk to notebook guys about having a notebook. What, what so, color did so you get? 
I just got the the black one because I yeah. But there's there's one change I, I hope they make to it. It's a seven day calendar right now, and like they have this great section on the side for kind mm-hmm. of keeping your week in view, and it's fantastic Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but kind of a pain when it's Wednesday and Thursday, uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but other than that, it's insanely useful to me. So you know, t- talking to the idea because Patrick, I. I think you and I have talked about this. Like, I fundamentally agree you need to carve things out. I just do it on a smaller horizon. I, I do it in the morning when I get to work. But yeah. I, I agree with you. My, my day is planned or my day is not productive. Yeah. Uh, and, and this does a wonderful job of doing that. Oh, gosh. So our good friends on um, on the Pin Attic podcast, mm-hmm. uh, um, Mike and, and Brad, uh, were doing an all, all-feedback episode uh, this uh, last episode as we record this uh, Vardy, you can find it and link to it in the show notes. Will do. Um, uh, but uh, what was neat was they had all sorts of people following up with them about, like, um, if they have multiple notebooks and if so, what they use them for or what have you. And one of the per- people wrote uh, in and said that one of his notebooks was for, it might have been her, I'm not sure, I can't remember, um, was um, at the beginning of the day, she writes down, you know, not just even though they're on a digital calendar, she writes down her or his, I forget, um, appointments for the day and, you know, tasks for the day, kind of when she, you know, expects to be able to do them within those appointments or whatever, right? That's hands down what I do every morning and there, it hands there down go. changed my life. There you go. And guess what? Now you are you you have subscribed to, you know, even if you're not necessarily doing it, a, you know, a week in advance or three days in advance or you know months in advance. You at least at the beginning of the day are are doing the one the only thing I'm saying about that subject, which is when ask when look look down that list and ask when and. If the win isn't to, if you can't answer that now, you know, park it, that's fine. But just keep in mind that, that that task is not really part of the plan until you've answered that question. Even if you answer that question and say, now, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to look at my list and pick one and do it now. Well, you picked one and you answered that question successfully. One of the things I've been kind of going through my head lately is the whole idea of planning versus planning your day versus mapping out your day and it's kind of it's one i've been kind of contemplating because Mm. i've had a lot of people say oh you know i I try to plan i plan my day but nothing goes to plan i'm like well most things you know (laughs) don't go to plan (laughs) in general you have a general plan and then it has to alter i'm starting to plan i think the way i start to deal with my days now is i tend to map them out i I know the destination i know what what i want the end of the day to look like and whether it means plowing through you know and there's multiple ways like on a map if there's a destination you know if if you're trying to get to new york city there's you know any road will take you there it's just a matter of which road you take right you could speed through on the interstates until you get to traffic i guess but you know or you could take the nice scenic route whatever and and i think what i'm finding is when i'm you know looking at my day if i know i need to burn through a lot of stuff I will look at, you know, I will, that's, that's how I'll map out my day. If I, and so I'll do a lot of, you know, tasks that will allow me to do that. And then if I have, you know, more time, like, so a creative day, then it's more of a scenic route. So I'm kind of getting out of the, the, the plan is I think great for longer 
term stuff like month, year, that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like the and even the week, but when it comes to the day, I mean, to have a destination to say this is what I what my I want my day to look like. Like when I wrap up my day, I want to make sure I get to here. I think that that is key because a lot of people when they plan their day out. Uh, and they literally go through their day at the end, whether they do what you guys are talking about or, or some other way, th- a lot of people go, oh, didn't get that done. I'll just push it to the next day, push it to the next day, and they never get to their destination, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, but I'll, I'll play the role of me as I normally do on the podcast we used to have and say, I hear you, but I don't know that there's really a difference. I mean, at the end of the day, a map, mapping from one place to another means I had an initial destination and an end destination, and that pretty much there's three or four different linear routes I could take to get there where this really is. I mean, especially as I'm sure we all do, we have jobs with totally different, completely unrelated tasks. Like I need to go to the dry cleaning place and I need to go to the supermarket. It really is more just no matter what you want to call it, no matter what you use, whether you put it on a calendar or not, you need to be realistic that there's going to need to be a measure of flexibility. That mm-hmm. sometimes sure. you, no matter what it was a map or a plan, you were going to go to the dry cleaner first and then the supermarket second. But you know what? You need to make lunch for your kids. So you're going to go to the supermarket first, get lunch done, and then go to the dry cleaner later. And mm-hmm. I think it's the ability to know this is what reasonably fits in a day. There's probably going to be one to two wrecking balls that come in that knock something off and knock it to tomorrow. Hopefully, I won't keep knocking the same thing for too long. And if I am knocking the same thing day after day after day, how important to me is it really? Mm-hmm. But then just really going, okay, am I still giving myself enough structure to get as much as I want to accomplish and as much as I think I can accomplish in a day done? Because you you look at that paper planner for me, you know, I, I do, you know, whether it was the ETP or whether it's now the world uh, dominator or the day dominator or the week dominator, I, I will, you'll see arrows moving things from two to four back to two. You know, it's, that happens. That's a part of reality. That's part of being a grown up is you need to be able to be flexible. You don't have a, it's not like, you know, bring it all the way back to the beginning. You're not in class with a clear schedule of where your day is going to go. You have a sense of it. You hope, but you also remain open to the fact that man plans, God laughs, and kid cry. Mm-hmm. And, that's, you know, I think that's a great way to wrap up because you you brought it back to the beginning. See, you haven't you been, you're, you're not you that. You did. You're a pro. You're not that rusty. <laughs> I, I, I love talking in circles. It's my skill in life. <laughs> awesome. Uh, a, uh, Patrick, when you're not hanging out with me, you know what it seems like, uh, and we're gonna have to schedule our next talk as soon as we're done here. Uh, of course. <laughs> where can people find you? Uh, PatrickRone.net, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E.net is the easiest place to get to me. At all the other places, I really am. Awesome, and and Schechter, you're you're occasionally writing at Better Mess still, right? Yeah, I, 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 we we can talk about it offline, or maybe talk about it on another episode. I'm I'm having trouble figuring out what the heck to do with Better Mess. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a better mess. Yeah, it, it's one oh, of those the irony. <laughs> it's one of those ones where I love writing the site, but I'm also not exactly sure how much I want to go through the rest of my career having this giant thing out there that professes me as a mess. It's very confusing, mm, um, but yeah. I am still there. I am still occasionally writing and. Uh, hopefully now that the child is actually sleeping, I will have a little bit more time in my life. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, then we can do more of these because now that you're, 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 you're getting some sleep and you've got a fancy new mic too. So you yeah, to I, have, I have a fancy new mic, which I, and honestly it was like, okay, you know, my old mic crapped out. I'm going to get a new one and I want to, I want to get a, I want to get back on, back in the chair. Yeah. So, so you got a nice night, Mike. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I, did, I, I had a nice little talk with Dan Benjamin. I figured out oh. what I needed because I've got the problem oh. of I wanted good sound, but I also live in Brooklyn and need to pack away the mic every night. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, maybe I'll do a, a quick write up on Better Mess about the the new rig because I really like it. It's nice, right. and it, you sound much better uh, than you did. Yeah, before. I, I finally switched to. Um, I always get the t- XLR. No, no, no. Uh, condenser versus dynamic, which is uh, the one where it gets less. Where it's really you have to like be right up close condem- to the mic. I think it's a condenser. I think. I think. I think it's dynamic. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, we, I got yeah, a Yeti we, Pro. We, that's all that matters. We obviously, know a ton about podcasting, <laughs> I, but you know, totally. Considering, considering I live under a flight path for JFK and LaGuardia, yep. <laughs> this well, was a good plan. Probably a good plan. Uh, speaking of plans, I hope everyone that's listening right now plans to listen to the next episode, the next episode, the next episode. Go through the back catalog. Uh, and uh, we're going to make uh, a few changes to the podcast come March. Uh, those who are in the Patreon uh, community will hear about those first and foremost. So if you want to contribute to the podcast. And what about some... those of us who won't pay you anything? Well, you're we going to have to wait. <laughs> but uh, those who are Patreon supporters, head to uh, 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 patreon.com slash productivityist, and you'll be able to uh, contribute. There's perks across the board from one buck all the way to 50 bucks a month. And uh, again, you can find the podcast in iTunes. And of course, the Productivityist website is where you can find me and, and all the gang that are helping out with Productivityist because as we were talking about, this this thing is growing. Uh, and uh, I will see all of you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a very productive week.